On this episode of the Legacy Podcast, I visit the Kevin G. Tomlinson Academy. We get to sit down with Mr. T and hear about some of the work he's doing in our community and how he got his start in the music industry. I hope you enjoy. I think one year I had some boys who were new to my program and they were out front and a homeless person passed and they were laughing at something he was wearing, something was laughing. So I did, I called that homeless person, brought him inside here a couple, two weeks later and Okay, let him do a presentation to the kids. And he told his story. When he told his story, everybody felt bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I the message behind that was do not judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You don't know what someone's story is. And today it's their story, and it could be yours tomorrow. That's right. So have a totally different attitude. Uh, let's not get to the place where we treat the man with a coat suit way better than we treat the man with a ripped up suit. No. Everyone, the human beings, who deserve equal respect. It's true. And that's the message. I believe in that strongly. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't play when it comes to that. That's a good thing. How else do we build a community? You know, um, uh, a housekeeper is just as important as a businessman. He could be as great a business as he wants to be, but when he goes over that dirty house, is a problem. <laughs> so you have to respect people. Yeah. So, so Mr. T, just a quick question. How did you get your start in music? I was 14. I was crazy. <laughs> I was 14. Um, my grandmother, I had no interest in it. I had no interest in it, I'll be honest with you. My grandmother said to me, Kevin, I tried it with your sister, I tried it with your brother, it didn't work. I want to send you to learn the yoga. And I said, um, all right, I'll go. And I had to walk to music. Um, it was um, from my school, it was a long walk. So to walk there, and then I would learn to this old organ that I would keep using my foot to pump the air into. I was tortured. But I saw the effect that on my grandmother. She liked the fact that I was sticking with it. And I did it. And then eventually, the worst happened. The organist of the church went away to school. The young girl. <laughs> and nobody and, was there and to they play said. the <laughs> I was 14 by then, late 14. And I said, my grandmother went to the pastor and said, give me the hymns and I'll make sure Kevin practices it about for Sunday. Now, I, never, I, didn't, I didn't have an organ at home, <laughs> so which meant I had to go to church and go practice, which took time off my social time. So I was like, ah, okay, and I did this. I was horrible. I was so bad that the, the worship leader said to the church, stop, everybody just stop doing this stuff. Let's sing that again. This time, um, Kevin, don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I had that on a regular basis. I had someone that we came from a Pentecostal church where people prophesy and stuff. And one man came and said, you know, young man. <laughs> he said, you do not have the gift of music. <laughs> now, I don't want to make you feel that. Don't encourage young men. I'm encouraging. But you don't have the gift of music. You have a nice smile. Be like David. Be an usher in the church. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I quote my scripture to me. I felt so bad. Wow. And then it got worse. Um, 
they had a televised service, televised service at my church. Now the church was smart. They hired an organist for that. And they don't make me feel bad. They give you a little keyboard to practice. <laughs> but the engineers plugged into the soundboard where the keyboard was, and it totally knocked out who was going on in church. I want you to know, everybody in Nassau who was listening to that radio was calling the station to take it off. The worst. <laughs> Afterwards, the church called the emergency meeting. When they heard the recording, they said, Kevin is trying, but he can't get it. Somebody. <laughs> now, it was the older people in the church who lied to me every week. Young man, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it up. Gotta appreciate that. My friends were at the back of church. They held up squawk signs. Zero, zero, zero. <laughs> Those were right So I tried everything to get out of it. So I started pulling tricks on my grandmother. So I would put a hot cloth on my head on a Sunday. Early before she got oh, up. Shoot. And she said, Kevin, get up for church. I said, Mommy, I can't go. I have a headache. I, I can't. She me. You have a fever. I said, yeah. She said, okay. But when she called, I wonder what I was doing. <laughs> she came to me. She said, I'm going to church, and I better meet you there. And that was that. I had to go to church. Then the last thing I did, my friends were going to the movies one night. This is where the turning point was for me. And when they were going to the movies, a girl was going who I liked a whole lot. And my other friend said, Kevin, if you ain't come, she's gone. That's my, she's going to be my girlfriend <laughs> after the night. I said, no, Jesus, this ain't out. But I had to go to church for some service. And I said, I have to get out of this. So I pretended to faint. <laughs> Unfortunately, those older people that night at a rehearsal, they call the ambulance. Oh, oh, I went to a doctor's hospital. My doctor's hospital is not the public hospital, it's the private hospital. The ambulance took me down. The bill came to $338. Never forgot it. Never forgot it. I was taken straight through. You could have fainted for real and after that. I watched those older people scrap the fine to pay that bill. Mm -hmm. And I went home and I repented. I said, God, I'm sorry. I, I feel so bad. So I started being obedient. I went to church to practice. And I practice Saturday morning from 7 o'clock straight into the evening, into the choir rehearsal. I spent the whole day Saturday practicing. And eventually one day the deacon got up and said, y'all know there's something different about the music as well? <laughs> and then it's actually I good. Started, <laughs> you're right, it's actually good. And I started getting it. And when I started getting it, then they started, um, um, people started inviting me to do stuff. And then I started with this, with the College of Arms, went to the music program and everything for a bit. And so that's how I got into music. Wow. So choir directing was worse. My choir had 40 people in the church, had 40 something persons in it. When I took over, after the girl left, we had three people. Consistently, they only came up because they want to serve the Lord. <laughs> so I think a good lesson there is perseverance, right? Perseverance. In fact, sure. that's been the theme of my entire life. Wow. Nothing came easy. And so I, um, um, and that became the foundation for it, to teach me that. So I, I don't have the right to judge any kid. To say, listen, you don't have a gift. I, I have to give you time to say diamonds when you find diamonds, diamonds are money. Yeah. And they don't look they don't look the way they look in the showcase. Mm -hmm. But after they're cleaned up and they're cut properly, right. then the value is added. Yeah. And so the diamond philosophy is what I um, express a lot with kids is that because I I lived it. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed for two and a half years. I was horrible. <laughs> like 
horrible. And you know what's crazy, Mr. D? Most people think you just was naturally, naturally talented. No, sir. Like you just jump off the blocks good at what you was doing, no, but it was a process. Sir. No, sir. Not at all. I wish, it, I wish it was like that. You know, some people have some really genius stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I like these type of stories better, though. No, 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 no. I made a fool of myself. And um, it was embarrassing. I have so much embarrassing stories with it, but I, I stuck with it. He is, I stuck with it. And that's why I tell kids. Because this generation, there's a problem with stickability. Mm-hmm. Sure. See, um, you can't just start something and then you change your mind, you're going to go to something else. Mm-hmm. You have to ground yourself with something and grow with it. Mm-hmm. Life is still like a seed in a tree. It has to grow from seed level to seed level. And that, pers- that perseverance is the only way you achieve mastery. But like I said, that's what we're trying to get these kids to see too. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she believes in herself. Trust me. Believe in yourself. Our entire program is built on four C's. Mm-hmm. And the four C's is what I needed for my life growing up. But curiosity. Learn to ask questions. Learn to figure out how acts, how things, you know. Um, um, confidence. Uh, courage. Sorry, courage, which is not just overcoming fear, but courage. Learn how to sell yourself, how to promote yourself, and believe in what you're promoting. Confidence. Not just believing in yourself, but also learn how to network with people. Only when you're confident of who you are, you can accept who people are and use the resources that they come with. And then creativity. Don't accept what's in front of you. Try to innovate. Try to, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, always um, um, go around. You know, don't get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. You ever, I, you ever uh, tell them people you're faking up? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what I did, though, what I did, I, I, was, I put myself in personal penance. So everybody who I knew put money together, yeah. I did little chores at their house for them. Like I was, uh, Sister Maki, I said, Sister Maki, I'm gonna come by you one day. I can help you cut the grass. And I cut grass in her yard and this other one. I did things and they was like, carefully just to myself for free. I was paying back that bill. I don't never know it. I couldn't, I couldn't confess that now. That, that, uh, that, that would have do me in. And I, I just have a question, right? In the midst of doing something, right, I, I know the value in music and I know the value in certain things like the arts and stuff like that, right? But living in a, in a society where a lot of people devalue that, how did you keep yourself going in that process? Where a lot of people devalue it? Yeah. I mean, or, or a lot of people don't understand. Right. In our culture, like I said, you all have a creative economy. You understand if you buy a CD from an artist, you actually help to support the artist and keep them going to keep producing. This culture is a... They're not quite, they haven't caught, caught, gotten that yet, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was feeling a sense of duty. I think duty and something in me was just saying, stick with it, because you don't know what else is coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's an unknowing. And I just committed myself. Mm-hmm. You see, my grandmother was committed. She was a hard-working woman. She, she made a lot, yeah. She made a lot happen with little. And every day she did the same thing. Every day she worked. That's the key. She, so I saw that come out of her. And I, I don't know, for some reason, I just it kept her proud when I kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when she died, um, I, it just opened up a lot of doors for me. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to play with Bill Clinton wow. on a saxophone. I was on the keyboard when he was in Nassau. I got a chance to do some work with Quincy Jones. I got a chance, I, like I met some really nice people who, you know, um, I'm back and forth in Detroit with the Wyland's family and so forth. Like, I, I get to, like it opened up a lot of doors that 
you know, hadn't I had the skill, I, if I didn't have the skill, I would not have done it. And, and uh, just back on the skill, I think you were able to achieve the skill because you had stickability, which allowed you to achieve mastery. Stickability. A lot of people, you like you were saying, jump all over the place. When they could stay in a certain area, it top ends it out and achieve a lot of that. things. I think life should be like, a, like music. You should have a theme. What's the theme of your life? Music has a theme. That's that, that's that recognizable hook that keeps coming back mm -hmm. in the music. So what is the recognizable hook that keeps coming back in your life? And I think if people find the theme, you can venture out from there in so many different ways. I think um, I learned something from a speech that Dr. King gave. And he said, if you want to be a street sweeper, be the best one. You could be sweeper like Michelangelo, <laughs> Bryce, and Beethoven. And if you think about it, if a guy is sweeping a street and he's so good at it, eventually excellence is going to demand attention. Exactly. So people are going to ask, say, who sweeps that street? Oh, Kevin does that. Can he come and sweep mine? Exactly. You know, um, can he, and not just that, um, when you're doing the skill that you're working, you get to know the people on the street. Mm -hmm. Ask them how they're doing. Get involved with them. Because that's what people respond to how you make them feel. Exactly. And then people pay for mastery and expertise too. So if I know someone spent all this time painting, I rather call them when I think of paint because they didn't position themselves uh -huh. my, in my mind as that. So, than somebody else who just decided to spend this afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. And relationships, exactly. Relationships. Exactly. And at the end of the day, but you're only one person. You can't sweep a thousand streets. Exactly. <laughs> for so you sure. You have to bring people in. Collaboration. Teach them how to do it like you. And teach them how to have the skills like you. Exactly. The skills like you. Exactly. And then eventually you gotta you can't manage job. You can't sweep the streets no more, you gotta manage people. Exactly. Eventually you create an office for yourself so you could now pay the people and keep your records. But that's a people. proper structure and that's sustainable in and the long run. Then you say, Well, why am I buying these brooms at the real retail? Let me mm -hmm. buy some wholesale brooms. <laughs> have brooms for my company and then I could sell the rest. Exactly. And then well, but the theme is still there. So that's what I believe. I believe that people must have a theme. So, but like I said, the biggest lesson is for this generation, the two. One, stickability. And one, yes, you have freedom. You can do whatever you want. But freedom comes with responsibility. Mm -hmm. I don't teach freedom without responsibility. I am free to drive wherever I want to go. But I'm responsible for who's on that street. Mm -hmm. And the gas in my car and everything. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Just giving them the, the license to go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Got to be responsible. That's, that's what we do here. I, I gave a whole mouthful today. No, that's perfect, man. And I think a lot of people need to get that value. Hmm? I think a lot of people need to get that value, so. Yeah. yeah. And that's why kids are getting frustrated. Because you start this, you stop. And parents allow it. Like, to ask a kid... Do you want to go back to this music class? No, I don't want to go no more. You just, you just <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to force something on children, but at the same time... You, you put that out there, though. Stick Stickability. And that's kind of like, just not as like leading the witness. Like you kind of put them in a direction where you even get them thinking about stopping it when they might have not even been that sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's what we believe. And I think that we, we're making an impact. Mm -hmm. we're, we're making an impact. And a lot of our kids are doing very well. I always do a follow-up on a lot of our kids who leave the program and go to college and so forth. Like we have 10 affirmations that they're constantly repeating. And, and sometimes I'll get a text and say, hey, those affirmations can't be through these exams. <laughs> or something like that, you know, you're watching the success rate. 
And one of the things that make me proud is that every time I open a newspaper in Nassau or um, see something kids who are in college over there or who are in the States or differently or in online, they are at the top of the game. There's one girl in particular, Gemini Barnaby, never forget it. She came to me, sat down here with me, said, T, I want to go to the States to school. <laughs> Florida World, I said, um, Gem, um, why? I just, I just, I said to her, I said, Gem, maybe you should start at the University of the Bahamas, then go with it. And she said, no, Mr. T, that's not what you taught me. I pulled back and I said, Gem, I apologize. You're right. Because if you have captured this in your vision that this is what you want to do, I don't have the right to direct you anywhere else. She said, I've done the virtual tours, I've seen this, I don't have the money for the school, but I go in. That girl went there on one term, <laughs> one term, money for one term. She's now the Miss, Miss Flora Memorial. Miss mm -hmm. she's, she's Miss Flora She won the competition mm -hmm. for the, the it's like a part, yeah. She has a full scholarship. Excellent. Not just that, she got the, well, the second top academic award. Wow. And so forth, got another scholarship for that. And I just can, on top of she's a very talented artist too. Very talented visual artist mm -hmm. as well. So, Jem, and every time she comes home, um, I allow her, I like all of them, I tell them, you're all members here for life. If you want to use this room for anything, so she uses this room to put on her art exhibitions every 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 time she comes home. Where did she go, go to college? Far Memorial. Okay. And she used this to raise her money to do what she has to do. No charge, no nothing. I said, come, use it. I told all of them, if you have if you need to put on a little concert for you to raise some money, come and sing and whatever, boom, sell your tickets and make it happen. Because you're members for life. Am I a member for life? <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay, okay. So and just to show you, and, and when I look at um, um, other kids, and I see them in the newspaper, I'll call up one, Alexis, I see you um, in the newspaper here. You are um, um, doing something with, yes, Mr. T, are we going to Dubai to do this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, but Jonathan, that's you? <laughs> yes, sir. Like, you know, I like it. Mm -hmm. It tells me, yeah, yeah, it tells me that um, um, you're on the right track. And your trophies are no longer wood and metal. They're mm -hmm. lives. I love it. Love that. They're lives. Love that.